Hi there. Today, let's do something a bit different. I was reading an article in The Independent, that's a British newspaper, fairly recently, and they were talking about the British citizenship test. Have you ever wanted to become a British citizen? Well, you may not, but the test is really interesting. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. So on this test, you have to score 75% correct answers to pass. And I was having a look at the sample questions. Some of them are easy. Some of them are really quite difficult. So I thought I'd have a look at the sample questions for the test in the podcast. And it will give you some good general knowledge about the UK. And you can test yourself on these questions. And as ever, I'll be giving you some lovely general English language learning vocabulary as well. What could be better? Before I start that, just a reminder of one of our courses, our most popular course on our website, the Most Common 500 Words course. This is a brilliant course for someone wanting to improve their English vocabulary enough to start speaking English. It's one thing listening to English and understanding it, but there is another step to speaking and this course can really help you. It's amazing what you can say with just 500 words. And this course gives you lots of corroboration, lots of repeats of those common words so that you really learn them and you know them inside out. You'll have enough words with these 500 words to start making simple sentences and make your meaning clear. That's available on our website at adeptenglish.com. Right, down to business. Let's explore this British citizenship test. Some sample questions. Obviously, if you took the test, your questions would be different, but this gives you an idea of the types of things that they might ask. Now, there are 24 questions, so what I'm going to do is cover 12 of them in this podcast and leave the other 12 for the next podcast, and I'll cover them there. This is really good stuff because there's lots of general knowledge about the UK covered in these questions. So why not test yourself? I'll run through the questions first of all, and then I'll go through the answers with a bit of an explanation. Okay. Number one, which of the following is part of the UK? Centralina, Wales, Channel Islands, or Canada? Give you those answers again. Which of the following is part of the UK? A. Centralina, B. Wales, C. The Channel Islands, D. Canada. Just one answer there. Number two, which charity works to preserve important buildings? A. The Red Cross, B. The NSPCC, C. Age UK, D. The National Trust. Again, Number two, which charity works to preserve important buildings? A, the Red Cross, B, the NSPCC, C, Age UK, or D, the National Trust. Number three, what created the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland? 
A. The Great Union. B. The Great Governments. C. The Act of Union. D. The Act for the Governments. What created the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland? The Great Union, the Great Governments, the Act of Union or the Act for the Governments? Question four. Which of these UK landmarks is in Wales? A. Giant's Causeway. B. Loch Lomond. C. Snowdonia or D. The Lake District. Number four. Which of these UK landmarks is in Wales? Giant's Causeway, Loch Lomond, Snowdonia or the Lake District. Number five. Which flower is associated with England? A. A shamrock, B. A rose, C. A daffodil and D. A thistle. Which flower is associated with England, shamrock, rose, daffodil or thistle? Number six. Who built the Tower of London? A. Oliver Cromwell, B. Henry VII, C. William the Conqueror or D. Henry VIII. So again, who built the Tower of London? Very famous monument in London. A. Oliver Cromwell, B. Henry VII, C. William the Conqueror or D. Henry VIII. Number seven. When did the first Christian communities appear in Britain? A. Second and third century. B. Third and fourth century. C. Fourth and fifth century. D. First and second century. I think that one's quite difficult. Number seven. When did the first Christian communities appear in Britain? Second and third century, third and fourth century, fourth and fifth century, or first and second century? Number eight. When is St. David's Day? A. 17th of March. B. 23rd of April. C. 30th of November or D. 1st of March. Again, when is St. David's Day? 17th of March, 23rd of April, 30th of November or the 1st of March. Number nine. What is the capital of England? I fancy you might know this. Edinburgh, London, Belfast or Cardiff. So A. Edinburgh, B. London, C. Belfast or D. Cardiff. Question 10. Who appoints life peers? That's P E. E R S. A. The Prime Minister. B. The Monarch. C. The Shadow Cabinet. Or D. The Speaker. Again, who appoints life peers? A. The Prime Minister. B. The Monarch. C. The Shadow Cabinet. Or D. The Speaker. Number 11. What palace was a cast iron and plate glass building originally erected in Hyde Park, London, England? to house the Great Exhibition of 1851? A. The Great Palace B. Crystal Palace C. Gold Palace D. Dream Palace So what palace was erected in 1851 to house the Great Exhibition? The Great Palace, Crystal Palace, Gold Palace, Dream Palace Number 12. Last question now. What did the Chartists campaign for? A. The right to vote for 18-year-olds. B. The right to vote for women. C. The right to vote for 21-year-olds. Or D. The right to vote for the working class. Once again, 
what did the Chartists campaign for? Certainly it was a, a right to vote, but which group? The right to vote for 18-year-olds, the right to vote for women, the right to vote for 21-year-olds, or the right to vote for the working class? Okay, that's the end of the test. So how did you do? How did you find that? Let's run through those answers with a bit of an explanation. Okay, so back to number one. Which of the following is part of the UK? The answers were Centralina, Wales, the Channel Islands or Canada. Bit of a trick question. So B, the right answer is Wales here. That is definitely part of the UK. Centralina, that's answer A, is an island in the South Atlantic. It's where Napoleon was exiled before he was sent to Elba. And Centralina is a British overseas territory. So that might have confused it, but it's not part of the UK. The Channel Islands, surprisingly, are also not part of the UK. So these little islands sit between France and England, Jersey, Guernsey, Alderney and Sark, not part of the UK. But apparently the UK is responsible for their defence and their international relations. So a bit of a weird relationship but not part of the UK. D, Canada. Well, Canada definitely isn't part of the UK, but again, confusingly, our Queen Elizabeth is their queen. I don't know what Justin Trudeau thinks of that, but they do have our monarch as their figurehead. Number two, which charity works to preserve important buildings? A, the Red Cross, B, the NSPCC, C, Edge UK, or D, the National Trust? Well, D is the right answer. The National Trust preserves our important historic buildings. The Red Cross is a charity which delivers health and social care and disaster aid across the world. NSPCC stands for the National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. So that's a children's society. And Edge UK looks after the elderly, another charity. Number three, what created the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland? Well, the answer here is C, the Act of Union. And this act joined the countries of England and Scotland in 1707. Not sure how happy the Scottish still are about this, but that's history. Number four, which of these UK landmarks is in Wales? Well, the answer here is C, Snowdonia beautiful national park in the north of Wales with lots of mountains. A, Giant's Causeway, well that's in Northern Ireland, County Antrim, rather an amazing landscape of columns, stone columns. B, Loch Lomond, well the clues in Loch, L-O-C-H is the Scottish name for a lake, so Loch Lomond is in Scotland. The Bonnie Banks of Loch Lomond is a song. And D, the Lake District is in the northern part of England. Very beautiful as well. If you can find a day without rain, that is. Question five, which flower is associated with England? So this is a national flower. So the answer, you may know this, is B, rose. So it's a rose because of the association with the Wars of the Roses. So this is back in the 1400s. And there was a war between the House of Lancaster and the House of York, and the Lancastrians won. 
So our symbol is the red rose of the House of Lancaster as opposed to the white rose of the House of York. Henry VII adopted this red rose as the symbol for England. And if you follow English rugby, you'll have seen this symbol. The shamrock, that's answer A, is associated with Ireland, Ireland's national flower. C, the daffodil is the Welsh national flower. And the thistle is the Scottish national flower. Question six, who built the Tower of London? Well, the answer, C, is William the Conqueror. But I think you could dispute this. William the Conqueror certainly started the Tower of London, but actually it's been added through throughout history. Henry III expanded the walls and Henry VIII actually built the Queen's house within the Tower of London. So it's one of those questions where the more you know, the more likely you might be to get it wrong. But William the Conqueror was the one who started the Tower of London. Number seven. When did the first Christian communities appear in Britain? Well, apparently it's answer B, third and fourth centuries. I have absolutely no idea about the answer to that. And I think most people living in the UK wouldn't know that either. Number eight. When is St. David's Day? So we're into patron saints and flags and flowers for each of the four countries of the UK. So St. David's Day, the answer is D, the 1st of March. St. David is the patron saint of Wales. This goes with the daffodils. So they wear a daffodil on the 1st of March, assuming they're out, that is. 17th of March is St. Patrick's Day. So this is the Northern Irish patron saint. 23rd of April is St. George's Day, the English patron saint. And the 30th of November is St. Andrew's Day. That's the Scottish patron saint. So the answer here, 1st of March for St. David. Number nine, what is the capital of England? Well, I would rather hope someone taking a citizenship test would perhaps know this one, but answer B, London. So Edinburgh is the capital of Scotland, Belfast is the capital of Ireland and Cardiff is the capital of Wales. Worth learning that. Number 10, who appoints life peers? So this is part of the honours system. If you're appointed a peer, you will have a title. You might be Lord or Baron or Baroness, somebody or other. And the answer here is the monarch. So it's the reigning king or queen who appoints life peers. Actually, they don't choose them. It's the prime minister who chooses them, who chooses who to reward with a peerage, but it's the queen or king that actually appoints them. Number 11, what palace was a cast iron and plate glass building originally erected in Hyde Park, London, England to house the Great Exhibition of 1851? So the answer here is B, Crystal Palace. You may not know the history here, but when you run through the answers, Crystal Palace is the only one anyone's ever heard of. So uh, you might know it for that reason. It's also an English football team, which you've perhaps heard of, Crystal Palace. Last one, number 12. What did the Chartists campaign for? So we know it's the right to vote for a particular group, but which group? Well, the answer is D, the right to vote for the working class. So 
the Chartist campaign for all men, not just those with titles and with money to have the right to vote. Crazy that it was any other way. Later on, it was the campaign for the women's vote. That was the suffragettes. This is another question on the Chartist that many British citizens probably wouldn't know. Okay, so how many did you get right? Did you get 75%? I think some of those questions are much harder than others and would challenge people who know quite a bit about British history, perhaps. So 75% is 8 out of 12. That's what you would need to get. But hopefully me talking through that and giving you the answers will furnish you with some interesting general knowledge about the UK and, of course, some lovely vocabulary. I'll cover another 12 British citizenship questions in the next podcast, so you can look forward to that. Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media. You can find more listening lessons and a free English course at adeptenglish.com.